Hello and welcome to Claret and Blue. My name's Dan Rowlandson. I'm joined here by John Townley for a bonus episode this week. We're trying something new, John. Now, this might not work. It might work. We want the audience to let us know. Uh, we're going to try and do a combined 11. And this is something that you see on social media quite a lot of, of fans putting two sides together, your opponent of the weekend, and trying to build a kind of fantasy team between the two. Now, I will say, we're going to just try this over the next couple of weeks. So this might be the only one. People hate it. But we play Spurs, Bournemouth, Man City and Arsenal, don't we? Now, we're going to try it for Spurs, Man City and Arsenal because there's lots of good players available from those uh, opponents. We can't sit here in good faith and do a Villa-Bournemouth combined 11 because it's going to be all Villa and there's no talking point there. And if you say, oh, we have to put three Bournemouth players in for the sake of the video, I don't want to sit here talking about putting a Bournemouth player in over Douglas Lewis or something because it's, it's mad. So we're going to try it for Spurs today and if people enjoy it, we'll try it for City and Arsenal as well in a couple of weeks. I like these combined 11s. They do get very... Uh, I don't know, tribal, I suppose, between full fans. Mm. So hopefully, if there are Spurs, uh, Spurs fans watching this, you know, sorry. But, um, you know, you can make your own in the comments as well and then get yes. hate off, hate off exactly. Villa fans. To kind of balance this out, because like you said, we're going to be biased towards Villa, even against Spurs, Man City, Arsenal. Uh, we will try and offer some kind of balance. So we're going to pit two sides here, not against each other. But I've gone to whoscored.com and found the ratings for this season so far and built an 11 out of who their <laughs> algorithm suggests. And yeah. that will throw up some names who you do not expect to be here now and won't be in yours. But that's you know what this conversation is going to be. Okay. So we're going to sit here and record for 15, 20 minutes, cut it down to 10, 15. Just a little bonus video for the week. So how we're going to do this then, we're going to split it into the four positions on the field, goalkeeper, defenders, midfielders, and forwards. We're going to take it in turns between each position to give you the who scored team and their stats versus the team, John, that you've picked. And I will probably chip in with some of my opinions as well. In the combined 11 between Tottenham Hotspur and Aston Villa, John, who's in goal? <laughs> My goalkeeper is Emi Martinez. And by the way, I would probably guess straight away that Vicario is on the who scored. <laughs> he um, is. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, he's had an exceptional season so far. I actually think he's a very good goalkeeper. When he first joined Spurs, I must admit, I've never, never, I'd never heard of him. Um but it's been very good and I can't kind of complain with the kind of, you know, season so far, I suppose. But, you know, my team is a, um, you know, a team for, a you know, I don't know, a full campaign, whatever it may be. And Martinez is, well, you won the Yashin Trophy, what, last week or the week before. So, <laughs> obviously, he's my goalkeeper. The who scored pick is Vicario. His rating is 6.97 for the season so far. And Martinez, quite a disparity, actually. Just 6.49. He's writing in the Premier League, but I'd put that mm. down to not many clean sheets for Martinez. Yeah, Probably brings yeah. his writing down a little bit from a stats perspective. Yeah, very good goalkeepers between them, but I went Martinez because <laughs> for obvious reasons. And what I would say actually about this whole—I mean, my squad—I feel like when when anyone builds these teams and they include their own team, I think you kind of put your—you know—I put the the Villa eleven, should we say? first and then you kind of drop Spurs players in saying well would mm. they get in over this one you don't kind of start and mix them you, you have your team yeah. first don't you so yeah that's kind of my excuse as we go on I suppose <laughs> right we'll move on to the defence then I know we spoke about this just before we started you picked a, a three at the back formation the who scores yeah. is a four at the back if we'd have worked out to pick the same kind of system, obviously I would have not looked at a couple of fullbacks and I would have gone for an extra central defender as well. But again, just for the variance of, of discussion. So I'll read you the who scored uh, defence first. They've got Pedro Porro, Christian Romero, Mickey van der Ven and Luca Dean. Okay. Again, I think it's probably based off Spurs having a better season. I mean, to be fair, what it's only a couple of points now, isn't mm. it? Um, in the table between us and Spurs. So I have it again on how I think this team would best perform, I suppose. So I've gone with uh, Pau Torres as my left 
centre-half because I think he's probably the best progressive centre-back in Europe. I went with Esri Konza as my right-hand centre-back because, again, when I put the Villa team in an 11 and then I dropped Spurs players in, I know Romero and Van der Ven are good, but I couldn't, I can't take Konza on my team. I think he's excellent and yeah, he's an outstanding footballer. And I know Romero is equally a good defender, really. He's a good defender, but... He has moments of madness, as we saw in the Chelsea game. He can cost your team. <laughs> you know, yeah. he, he got a red card in that game. He cost him for that one. He cost him for Wolves probably as well. But I have included Van de Ven as my kind of central centre-back because I think he's very good as well. He's very um, quick. Very quick. You know, imagine playing Van de Ven and um, Pau Torres on a high line. You can have Torres, obviously, with his ability to play the ball. I mean, Van de Ven's good on the ball as well, but his recovery, speed, etc. Um, you know, that's what allows Postacoglu to play that high line, really. So, yeah, I think that back three is actually very good. I think that's certainly Champions League worthy. Yeah, very nice. And again, that is the, if I was picking a three defender system, I would go exactly what you've gone for. The the who scored statistics have got um, Porro at 7.1, Matty Cash was 6.9, I think, uh, Christian Moreira 7.12, Van der Ven 6.18, so the lowest of the Spurs defenders in this side. And in comparison, really? Villa's best defender, Ezri Konza, is 6.6. Seven one, not much between Concer and Van der Ven. To be fair, but Romero quite high considering, as you said, he's been sent off. Yeah. I didn't think he'd be as high as he is. So I've gone with uh, Alex Morono on the left, mm. and I've gone with Porro on the right. There isn't much kind of shading him in cash, but I think Porro, you know, he's played in the Champions League. He is a very good player. They signed him for was it like nearly fifty? I think 40, 50 million, I believe. Yeah, I think he's a good player. Um, on the right, he could you know, he goes up and down. He's got good quality as well. So kind of just shaded him over cash um, mm. just to balance out a bit more because already I'm kind of a little top heavy. But yeah, I went with Moreno on the left because we know what he can do. I think Odog is a good player for Tottenham. Yeah, Moreno's been transferred transformative for Villa and yeah. Tottenham fans might not really be aware of who he is or <laughs> if he's any good but you know you've got to try to you know believe us on that one he's excellent and also slightly skews the system here because obviously Moreno doesn't have a, a rating in the Premier League this season because yeah. he's not played but we all know from this side of things how, how good he is uh, as I said Cash 6.95 in the Premier League 12 appearances 2 goals 1 assist I'm picking the, the creative numbers here rather than diving into the defensive ones just because attacking fullbacks I guess Pedro Porro, 11 games, two assists, no goals, uh, 7.10. So, not again, not huge amounts between the two. And I think a toss of a coin for, for most people who would, um, for, for Villa fans, I think a toss of a coin, probably more neutrals would pick Porro, I, I, would, I would have assumed. Let's move into the midfield then. I've got a midfield three that I'm working with from who scored. Uh, are you the same? I have a midfield a midfield two and then I have a forward player so I suppose I could put those as a three to be fair I'm playing like a double pivot so uh, firstly Louise is the best midfielder of both teams combined so Mm -hmm. he's in there quite easily this midfield partner I was kind of I was really debating this one (laughs) and again this is probably shows my loyalties to Villa I had Basuma in there originally um, because I really like Basuma he's very good he did drop off last season but that was probably mostly because he was playing under uh, a manager who didn't allow him to plays best football but I still went with John McGinn <laughs> so Louise and McGinn are my double pivot I just couldn't eventually bring myself to not including McGinn um yeah there's definitely Villa bias in that to be fair so again I couldn't really argue with the Tottenham fan he puts Pesuma in over him I think Benton Coe is also a very good player but uh, I don't know he's had some injury troubles recently and I just thought well Pesuma is probably more likely to compliment Louise but hell I put McGinn and Louise anyway so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Was Kamara close at any point for you? Yes, I suppose he was close, but 
I think I just wanted to put McGinn in there, to be honest with you. <laughs> you mentioned before you've got a creative player that could be in a midfield three. I'm assuming that's Madison, so let's hold off on him for a second. The who scored 11, you've mentioned a few times there about Villa Bias, is exactly the yeah. same. McGinn okay. and Louise is the uh, are the two best midfielders of the of both sides. With exactly the same rating, 7.16, which I, I would have expected Louise to be slightly higher, but McGinn has scored goals recently, so I think that boosts his. Kamara, for reference, is 6.77 in the Premier League, and Bissouma is 6.99. So if it was Kamara or Bissouma, the stats would give it to Bissouma, mm-hmm. um, but overall, McGinn and Louise are the best midfielders yeah. across both sides, and you know, from, Villa, from the Villa perspective, I wholeheartedly agree with that. So bias or, bias or otherwise, those two are in there. The yeah. third midfield I've got in as a, as a midfield three is, is obviously slightly further forward in James Madison, one of the form players in the Premier League this season. He's, I think, the highest rated in the entire side with 7.58. Yeah, I have Madison as well in, in that kind of creative role. Um, I did dabble with Jacob Ramsey, <laughs> but I couldn't. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like Again, if Tottenham fans are watching this, I get battered if I, <laughs> if I went with those two and then Ramsey. Yeah, Madison's an outstanding player. I, I was really surprised by the lack of interest in him over the summer mm. and that's not hindsight every time I've watched him I just think he's a top player there was always comparisons between him and Grealish and I don't really know why in terms of what player they are because they're completely different mm. but the numbers he's been posting this season have been excellent as well he's a top player and yeah when Leicester were struggling last season I know he had injury problems and stuff over the last few years but I was really surprised to see that it was only Tottenham and Newcastle really that were going after him I thought they'd be you know all of the top six teams as such um going for him that's the sort of caliber of play that i hope villa can attract mm. heading into the next couple of years because madison if we did put in a bid for him in the summer i don't think he would have even you know really bothered with us not because he's a commentary fan or whatever but just in terms of well villa in europe we'll see how they go for the next year i, I think players probably saw it as a bit of a risk some players anyway um, but yeah, hopefully in the next years we can compete with those teams for those types of players. In my front three then from who scored, I've got Kulisevsky and Son. Kulisevsky on the right, Son on the left. My main striker, I don't think there's much debate and I'm assuming he's in yours as well, is Ollie Watkins. He's actually got the second highest rating of those front three players. Kulisevsky, 7.02. Ollie Watkins, 7.3. And Son, 7.31. There's, there's a lot of talent there for sure, but I went with Watkins and Son as my pair up mm. top and not to get like tactical with it, but I'm not too sure if that would be the best blend actually, because they both like to kind of come in from the left, and you know, I mean, Watkins likes to go down that channel and cut inside. So does Son, but it's still a, a partnership I'd like to see at Villa Park <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Son's back to his best, I think, and it's certainly a player who will be dangerous this weekend. I think he scored a really nice goal as well for career in the international break. I believe it was this international break. He cut in on. On, onto his left and then just put it top corner like effortlessly and I was like Jesus that could happen at any point <laughs> from any distance so no matter how you know well Villa defend I suppose that's a player that can just come up with that piece of magic and I'm not sure Villa have that level of quality yet we have players who can certainly make things happen but for Son just to cut in and find the top corner out of nothing that's um that's why Tottenham have been so good, I suppose, over the last mm, seven or eight years, I suppose. Mm. And Kane as well. Obviously, he's not there. Of anyway. course, there is Kane, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah he's, he's probably quite a big reason why uh, Spurs have been half decent over the that. last couple of years. When you're talking about other players that could have uh, formed up that forward line, you could have had Madison further forward and, and switched a different yeah. midfielder in there instead. Um, not somebody who would get in there on their rating, but um, Brennan Johnson is somebody that I, I really like. He could have yeah, made a case, possibly, for that front three as well. DRB, incidentally, when I mentioned the the ratings before from who scored, Kulisewski 7.02, Musa Diaby 7.01. 
So oh. it was very, very tight for having two Villa yeah. players in that front three. Uh, Diaby, Watkins and Son would also be, that would probably be my choice to be fair, as a, as a front three. Let's go through these teams in full then. You can read out your player by player. I'll have a graphic on screen if you just tell, obviously for people listening, what the split is, how many Villa players, how many Spurs players. Uh, you run through yours first. Your, this is your opinion as a, as a Villa fan with some bias. And I'll then share the who scored statistical team after you. So in goal, I have Emi Martinez, a back three of Conza, Van der Ven, Torres, Pedro Porra and Alex Moreno playing as fullbacks, Louisa McGinn as a double pivot, James Madison as a 10, and then Ollie Watkins and Son up front. Nice. How many Spurs and how many Villa is that? Seven <laughs> Villa players and four Tottenham players, which is something you'd probably expect from an Aston Villa podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if people disagree, and if that, if that, if this has fallen into the hands of Spurs fans, who will obviously think very differently, get involved in the conversation. This is this is just something that is a little bit of fun. This means nothing. Let's go through the who's good statistical 11 then. We've got Vicario in goal, Porro, Romero, Van der Ven and Dean as a back four. McGinn, Louise and Madison as a midfield three with Madison further forward. Oh, McGinn further forward and, and Louise is, is great going forward as well. So who knows who can uh, be the, the most advanced man there. <laughs> Kulisewski, Watkins and Son as a front three. That is a split of the exact opposite of yours with seven Spurs <laughs> players and four Villa, which I... As I said, don't agree with. I would have more Villa players in that. In my personal opinion, I side with your side more than the who scored one. Oh, thanks, man. But for the sake of conversation, I thought it had to be balanced to some degree. Yeah. If we both just went nine Villa players, that would be the end of the video, wouldn't it? We'll call it there, John. Thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Like I said, a quick bonus video, something a little bit different from us. If you enjoyed it, let us know. If you didn't and you want, to, uh, want us to change the format, if you've got any suggestions for us, again, let us know. This is, as far as I'm concerned, the collaborative process. You're the audience yeah. of people who consume this content. If you want to see different things, you let us know and we'll, and we'll try it. We're open to, to suggestions. John, thanks for joining me. Thanks, everyone, for watching and we'll see you soon. <laughs>